Okay, cool. We can start <laughs> off again like that. You just slurped something. That, just I know that was a belch. That was on purpose. <laughs> In the grand tradition of this show. Sorry, I clapped, and it's going to sound awful when I forgot to say. I even have my noise canceling software turned on, so this is even worse. It's. <laughs> but uh, anyways, What's yes, the... ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to. Season 3, Episode 5 of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. I am Joe. And With am, me, as always, is... Uh, Emerson. Ta-da! Uh, since, when did, since when did you do the intros? That was always my thing. Because I decided to just quietly subsume your duties. Well, well we're nearing the end of Series 3. Um, when we get back to season, start Season 4, oh, God knows what will happen. Who knows? Who knows indeed? indeed. Uh, So what's new with you? Honestly, not much. Really? I haven't been working from home a bit more. Uh, So my my commute has been five and a half feet. Uh, Uh, Easy. Yeah, from my bed to my chair. Okay. Uh, I I really don't have a lot going on. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. No, no, I actually don't have anything, really. Well, I mean, this episode's already going to be I a mean, day late as it is. If you're really tr- tr- trimming the fat off banter so much, I mean, I can the- talk about other things that have happened in like the last couple of months, but those just never really came up because other things in the podcast because other things happened. I mean, it's not really topical. We're sort of trying to find episode lengths that work for us, and they've been getting the episodes have been getting uh, shorter and shorter, especially with series three. And I'm not mad about it. It definitely makes them more listenable to the viewing public. It also definitely benefits us because we don't have to edit them as much because yeah. we don't have there's physically less file to edit. Yeah, but that doesn't give you an excuse to hold off to like 2 days before we have to let the episode go live. Joe. No, that that was my fault because I do th- because we are approaching the um the time of year known as not summer which means that the sun will go away and abandon us and we will no longer be in God's light or any light beyond like 5 p.m. in winter. And so basically what everyone in my area does is they cram as much into as much outside as they can. And because I work from home or I work near my house when I'm at work, I'm normally coming home so I'm not outside during the day so on the weekends i try to cram in as much as i can do then once we hit winter i will be much more amenable to recording this whenever you want on a weekend because it will be awful fair dues again it's this is this is the perils of living in the northern united states is that right now it's nice out it will soon stop and it will not start again for a while uh, completely unrelated to that, you may have noticed that this episode comes out uh, a day later than usual. Uh, if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, it is September 2nd, 
uh, th- which is Thursday. Uh, this should have come out on September the 1st, uh, which would have been yesterday, but we are recording this on... On uh, August 31st. Yeah, we were supposed to record it uh, on the 30th, which was the Monday, or even better, the Sunday. Uh, but this guy had stuff to do. I, I, I will admit, I did not do this very well, because on Saturday, I had a thing going on. Then on Sunday... I went out to dinner with, we had a family dinner with my brother because he works, he's come up to the state to do a medical residency because he's a doctor, but he works, he doesn't, he doesn't have a day off for a year. So we'll normally do it on Sundays when he's not busy. So we went out to dinner with him. And then on Monday, I was thinking I'm going to have time to do something to do this. But then it got to be like, noon two o'clock in the afternoon i'm like i haven't watched the episode yet i reasonably cannot watch the episode and record and not have it be like 3 a.m where emerson lives so uh we didn't do it then we i had to make some a lot of sacrifices with uh, time recording already because obviously we're in different time zones it is coming up to 11 o'clock in the evening where i am yeah and so... it's only 5 40 2 p.m. where I am, so there is a bit of a time difference. The which, things uh, I go to, the lengths I go to for you, Joseph. I know. I go to. I appreciate you. you but um, do I have yeah. any banter though? I don't think I do. I mean, I start university. Well, I don't start university for a couple of a couple of weeks at least, but I go back uh, on Sunday. Uh, Do I have anything else that I have banter for? Oh, uh, I bought a new phone. Oh, what'd you buy? Uh, iPhone 12. Ah, with the, like the 19 cameras on the back? I think it's only like two. Uh, the thing is, when I bought it, I bought it uh, online uh, earlier today. So it won't have come yet, but by the time this episode is out, I will have it. Ah, yeah, I'm still rocking my uh, Samsung Galaxy Note 9. I had an iPhone for the longest time, but they took away the headphone jack, which I am very displeased about. I assume and your so, family is a, a Microsoft family. Uh, for our computers, more or less, though, my brother has a, an Apple laptop, which none of us know how to use because it's... You know, I I think we've probably spent 25 years locked into the Windows ecosystem, so I I don't know how apples work. Why is there a command button? Um, Because if you own an Apple product, you're a dictator, and you command things to do as they're told. That's just how it goes. I don't don't make the rules. Anyway, um, shall we talk Taskmaster? Uh, we shall. Yeah, as I might have mentioned, this is uh, Season 3, Episode 5 of Taskmaster, the FIP, which I would like to note that actually there is a spelling discrepancy between the episode and the YouTube episode of this, because on screen they spell the FIP with um, with periods between the F and the I, the I and the P, and then at the end of the P, 
but on the YouTube video where I watched this, it's just the FIP with no periods. So uh, that's a very interesting thing to note immediately off the bat. Maybe they mean two completely different things, or it's just an accident. I, I'm going to say it's an accident because FIP is in fact an acronym from this, from this, uh, from this episode. Do you so, remember when we recorded our the first episode of series two, which I think we call Ball Gags, and yes. then a couple of days later, the Taskmaster yes. YouTube channel posted that compilation of our balls. Mm-hmm. Do you think in a few sh- a few days after this episode comes out, uh, do you think they will change? Sorry, I banged my desk. Do you think they'll change the title of the episode so that it's got full stops in it? They, if they do, that means that one of our like hundred listeners is on the Taskmaster staff, and at which point they need to tell us because that's important information. Okay, okay, listening audience. If one of you is, if one of you has a direct line to Alex Horn, you need to tell us. Or if okay. one of you is Alex Horn. One of you is Alex Horn. We've got. If one of you is little Alex Horn, we've got. And he's horny, and his name is also Alex. Do something one, about it. If one of you is little Alex Horn, um, first of all, I'm sorry, just in general. Second of all, we need to. Can you please help us redo the cover art for the for the episode ball gags that we did, where? so that we could have an actual picture of Alex Horn in a ball gag for that one, because that would be much funnier. Well, than... I've, I've called Alex Horn the bitch boy multiple times. If he wants to follow through on that, I he mean, can. Alex Horn is called many worse things throughout the course of the show. And rightly so. I, I, I'm, so I, I'm so ruthless. I'm, I'm like, I'm like Gordon. You're very ruthless indeed. My God. I just had a thought, what if Gordon Ramsay was the taskmaster? I I don't know. I don't know, because Gordon Ramsay's whole shtick is that he's an asshole to people who think they're better but are actually useless. But most of the time, he's not. Greg Davies just genu- genuinely doesn't like people. So that would be a very interesting take on the... Uh, take on the show if 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 gordon ramsay's not the taskmaster imagine him squaring off against greg davis that would be hilarious that would be hilarious like the time um gordon ramsay squared off against swedish chef from the muppets (sighs) my personal favorite gordon ramsay square off is when he went off against james may on the f word and lost i have still yet to see the f word and i feel really stupid really bad about it. There's a clip online of just that bit. James May is able to eat rotten shark without gagging, which Ramsey was unable to do. James May made a better fish pie than Ramsey did. It's great. Gordon Ramsey must be a really bad loser. He was shocked and appalled that he lost. So would I in his position. Anyway, we should talk Taskmaster. Yes. Episode uh, 5, the F IP. Yep. Uh, so the today's prize task is. Um, Wait, before we do the prize task, we should mention uh, Greg and Alex's banter. Uh, Alex invites Greg over to a meal with his family, which Greg politely declines. And then Alex asks, Is my family all right? Which implies that Greg was also given the surprise Alex task and kidnapped his children. <laughs> 
but Ooh. hasn't given them back. I, I I don't want to imagine what he's done with uh, his family, to be honest. <laughs> Greg, Greg Davies is probably sitting at home right now with Alex's family still in captive, and he's filmed them. He's filmed like a ransom video with his family. He no, it wouldn't be a ransom video. It would be hello, Alex. I've kidnapped your family. What are you going to do about it? Nah, 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 nah. And then just like the video stops. <laughs> That is very great, David. Like, he would at no point actually, like, try and ransom them off. I, I bloody well hope not. Um, but, uh... But, the prize task. Oh, speak, speaking of family, this, this prize task is the photo of the person's most handsome relative, which, uh... Which Greg claims that this is the most shit task yet, which I don't the most shit prize task yet, which I don't believe because this is the same season of Taskmaster in which someone won with a block of granite in a shoebox. That is the most shit prize task we've had so far. I'm I miss I'll tell you what though, out of the three series so far that we've talked about, series one is still my favorite. Season one is very strong, although I will say in defense of this particular prize task, this is actually the exact opposite to um, best battery operated item from last week in which they were given a somewhat subpar task and everyone went above and beyond with it. Whereas opposed to that one, which I think was last episode. God, I don't remember this show at all. And I watch it and I make a podcast on it. I wish but, uh, why, I wish we could just go back to the price tasks where people actually had stuff that had some sort of use, like Romish's wedding wing or or Rem- Romish's car or I I Josh Whitcomb's blank check. I think that we'll get some of that as we go on through the show. I but I think that it also sort of depends on the on the t- contestants it does, because yeah. you know they 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 actually did very well on this one although they didn't mm. mean to the, but the last one they all just the last one which this was, was a, battery operated items just sucked i'm so i i mean battery operated items was not amazing well, because but no, no, this they one had was so the, much worse. They had the opportunity with battery-operated items to go for the obvious joke that would have been so much funnier if five people had brought in the battery-operated item that we're all thinking of, and yeah. no one did. And that's what's annoying is like there's an obvious joke. There's a couple different obvious jokes. No one thought of it, and that's what annoys me. The thing is, though, would it still have... I know we should have probably talked about this last week, but would it still have been as funny, really, if the joke you predict, the second you hear the yes! single-line setup, be as yes, funny? So, yes, it would have been, because this would have been an escalation of comedy, because it would have been the first person says, I brought a vibrator, because that's what the joke is. Then the second person is, and it's like, oh, oh you did the same true. thing. And then the third person, and then by the time the fifth person does it, is it like it can either be the idea that because obviously they would have had Paul go last. Either Paul would have brought in something that wasn't a dildo, and it would be hilarious. Because dildos be don't sim- vibrate; vibrators do. Vibrating dildo, whatever it is. <laughs> it's there's 
lots of different things in that realm that you could bring in that would all get the same joke. But if, if he didn't bring one in, if he didn't bring a battery-powered sex toy in at the end, it would have been really funny because if it was a subversion. Right. Or if Enough he brought BDS in... Enough TM talk. Let's keep going oh with the Oh my god, toss. that's... There's an episode name right there, BDSTM. Uh, but um, anyways, uh, these this what I was getting to is that this one really had the opportunity to be a garbage task on par with the... Uh, bring in a photo with bring in a thing in a box and it wasn't so uh so we start off with uh paul and this is what i mean is that it's funny even though it's really stupid because paul brought in a uh a photo of his father's son and also his sister's brother uh which um for for those of you who are trying to work out the genealogy of that it's him it's, it's a, a photograph younger of him. Chowdhury before yes. the beard and uh and uh yeah it's it's a picture of paul chowdhury <laughs> then i mean that i can that paul chowdhury was most likely to do that i thought yeah uh uh he claims that this is him in an alternate universe where he still has hopes and dreams um uh, next yeah. we've got uh which you know that that had a much better uh line because only paul chowdhury can deliver it in a way that it's funny but uh next we have sarah who has a picture of her half sister who's and this sounds this i was gonna say this sounds good until the picture goes on screen and it's her mom's cat pebbles i mean it's a cute cat not gonna lie it's a cat i don't care that much i'm in the same boat as greg on this one i don't give a shit yeah you're not super keen on I'm not Cats an animal and... person at all. Mm. And then, uh, please don't hate it's... Joe for his opinions. But uh, it's it's just that you know she it's not it's also not a great picture. Like it's it's obviously a cell phone picture of the cat. The cat looks pissed off. Not gonna lie, cats always look like that. But um. It's you know she's she tries to make the claim that adopted siblings are also siblings and Greg's like eh, are they though, which I feel would have more weight if this was like a human, but this is a cat so he actually is valid in this mm. opinion, and also yeah. also I've heard people describe pets as their children, I I I think you're going a little bit too far if you're claiming that this is a sibling. Well, this is. In an age where people are having less children, uh, they'll turn to pets. Yeah, uh, but if if you're a human being, you still outrank the cat, even if it's not your cat. I mean, I don't have a because I haven't spent an. I'd, I've never. I haven't. Sp- I don't have any kids of my own. Although, do I want some? I'm not sure. Um. I'm not sure if you can exactly. I mean, people are up to the. People can decide whether they prefer uh, plants to pets or to kids or whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't know where I went with. That. I was going to say, where are you going with this? I don't know. It's just I, like I started on a path and then I sort of went. And then you nowhere. fell off the path. Yeah, it's a path on a cliffside. I didn't see where I was going, and I fell down 
all the way down the cliffside, making no noise until I reached the bottom, and then I just said, ow. Yep. <laughs> uh, what did Al uh, Murray bring in? Al Murray brought in the first actual relative of this video of this task, which is his grandfather, Sir Raph Murray, who Rafe. worked for the Rafe, Rafe Murray. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Rafe Murray, who worked in the Foreign Office. He is a very handsome looking man, as Greg admits. And then we get this wonderful line from Paul, which is, can you just play that sound? Of course bite? I will. Ooh, that sounded good. Um, I brought a picture of my grandfather, Sir Rafe Murray, when he was working at the Foreign Office. And he, he gives off this old world distinguished I know that vibe. Guy. You don't know that. Do <laughs> <laughs> you I stay know. out of this, mate. Has he let our family into the country? <laughs> I mean, it could have been worse. Everyone makes mistakes. You remember that? Turned into a UKIP rally all of a sudden. <laughs> Which is what? That's just a wonderful soundbite. That's just a wonderful soundbite. And... Yeah, my. I'm sort of grown to like. I like Paul, but I'm. I have problems with him at the same time. He he definitely has a bit of an out there sense of humor. Yeah. But um I will say though, I was looking at pictures of Paul Chowdhury very recently. He has got absolutely if you thought his facial hair was good here, it's so much better now. Oh, is it is it gotten even better? Yeah, he's got like he's got like a must either he's got a mustache or it's like the top of his beard that sort of curls up oh like a like a handlebar. Oh, no. that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen those pictures. Yeah. But, um, um, and what did Rob any, Beck, What did Rob Beckett bring in? Rob Beckett brought in his uncle. Which, uncle. His uncle. This is this is great. Let's this just play the soundbite of the story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was only good that time. Fuck. Nah, that's bad. Um, well, I couldn't really bring any of my relatives' photos in because most of them are mugshots. Um, <laughs> so what I've brought in is someone who I think is my relative. Because <laughs> I was um, a bit fatter at school, people said, you look like James L. Jones. And I said to my mum, Mum, people say I look like James L. Jones. And she went, oh, that's your uncle. Well, she just lied. I don't know, just, I think she thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Darth Vader would have been very different voiced by you, though, Rob. You're a member of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Yeah, this is. He says he couldn't bring in any of his actual relatives because they because they're all mugshots. But I, I, I really like this one just because it's really funny. And it's really stupid. And I can also, and also, if you'll note, James Earl Jones, the picture of him is in the single best frame of them all, out of all of them, which I think implies that Rob, maybe his mother, has a framed picture of James Earl Jones on her mantle as like a long running joke. I appreciate the bit. I appreciate the devotion to the joke. I really, really like that, and I'm really on board with it. 
as a gag. Um, obviously, James L. Jones is known for providing the voice of Darth Vader, um, which would have who would have sounded very different if he'd been voiced by Rob. Um, I think you could also do a good. You could be Darth Zader. I knew you were going to make that joke. I knew you were going to make that joke. It's low hanging fruit. Can you do a Darth Vader impression? Yeah, hold on. I let me, just, let me just remove my headphones in case you scream. I wasn't going to. Oh my god. Let me I find your lack of faith disturbing. I can't. I don't have the same deep pitch as James. Can you do Jones. like the. Yours is better already. Also, I'll tell I'm you doing. What. Um, I'm doing this with a uh, with a headphone with a headset mic, so I can't really I've got a, cover my mouth to do the effect. I've got a nice, expensive blue Yeti, so yeah, I, I know I, I I could spend money on this, but I don't want to. I tried you. I tried making an episode of this with the most expensive headphones I own, and that was uh, arguably the worst sounding episode we made. Yeah, well, for you maybe. Um... Mine, I remember we did the episode, a couple of episodes ago. My God, I don't know what happened. It just sounded awful. That was um, an audio glitch. That was my microphones and my noise-canceling headphones just suck. Hmm. I, was, I did a bit of sort of like background research into James Earl Jones in the Star Wars. Uh, he did the voice, but he wasn't actually the body actor. No, no it That wasn't. was actually a guy from That was David Prowse. It was a guy from the English West Country. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like and they he, he like was nicknamed Poundland the, David Mer, uh, Stephen Merchant. He was nicknamed the Darth Farmer on set. Like, oh, I'm. What's an iconic Darth Vader line again? Uh, no, that's not what David Prowse looked like again. It's uh, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, do uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Okay. Oh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. He sounds like Stephen Merchant, though. If you have, because that's probably what of, he would have sounded like if he no, no, like an cl- English there, West countryman. There are clips of the on-set stuff online. He sounds like Stephen Merchant a little bit, like maybe like Poundland Stephen Merchant. Well, Stephen he, Merchant was the voice of Wheatley in Portal. I think he was. yes. Um, along with many, many other things, yeah. but known um, for his work with Ricky Gervais above most things. Yeah, but um, um, we're nearly you know, done. David Prowse is like a is like a massive mm. dude. I think we're gonna we we've been trying to we we could be back on track for like an average hour forty eight runtime at this rate. I mean, we can be quick because the the pri- the live task at the end is going to be shambles. Just just to give you guys a heads up, the live task at the end involves opaque boxes, and this is a non-video podcast. So how we're going to do this through the medium of audio, I don't know. It might just be me bitching about that task for a few minutes. Anyway, can we talk Anyways, about Dave um, Gorman? Yes, Dave Gorman. Dave Gorman, who actually is like, who actually like, is, has a really interesting story. He brought in a photo of Cary Grant, noted noted film star from the 1950s and 60s and 70s. He, uh, Cary Grant was his, was Cary Grant's cousin married Dave's great-grandmother's niece. 
So he is through a very long and elaborate chain of people, and they actually show this on the screen. They show that he and they verified this. He is actually very distantly related to Cary Grant. Cary Grant, obviously, is one of the more attractive leading men of Hollywood from from that era, if not the most attractive. So obviously, spoiler alert, Dave Gorman slam dunk into first place. Um, So the scores at this point, we have got Dave Gorman on five points, Al on four, Rob on three, and Paul and Sarah both have two. Do you have any differing opinions, John? I have very differing opinions. So uh, let's let's slam the Taskmaster Joe intro. Taskmaster Joe. Uh, so I am going to keep the first two in the same order. I think that I, get I that. think that uh, Dave has the best one because you know Cary Grant is famously one of the most famous movie unless, actors of the 20th you know, century. Al had been related to like Fabio. There would be no way that he would beat Cary Grant. Sorry, if you, I'm just punching, uh, but things. um. But then I'm going to disqualify everybody else. No points across the board because you're relative. You're relative. Not Cat, not James Earl Jones. That's a really funny one. Like, actually, I would disqualify Rob, but I would, like, disqualify him ahead of everybody else. How the hell do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But I wanted to be known that I appreciated his effort. I'm sorry and, if you hear a lot of clicking. I'm in a kind of really fidgety mood. Uh, that clicking I, I, sound, I probably won't be able to get rid of it because I was talking over it, but it was me uh, twisting the armrests of my chair. Anyway. Um, but um, I, I wanted to be known that I appreciate the joke that Rob's mother is going for, and it's a real... Maybe I'd give him, like, a bonus point or half a point or some infantes... Like, maybe I'd give him, like... Point zero 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 one po- points, just to show that like I appreciate the joke, but it, I have to disqualify him anyways. I'm not entirely certain how I do it, but you know he he's disqualified above everyone else. Every, um, it's I like, don't know I'm if dis- you've seen. I've... I'm disappointed in in Paul and Sarah, but Rob's is like good good effort, but I can't let you May go I through say that. Something. Like there's a difference. May yes. I say something? So um. I've watched Taskmaster New Zealand. I've I've seen the first series. Uh, I've yet to see the second one, but a lot of people are saying the second one is right up there with Series 7 of the UK one as the best series, series of any show, so I'm excited to see it. Uh, but in the first series, uh, someone gets half a point for something. I can't remember. And it's like that half a point. They're, they, they're, not gen- they're genuinely not joking. That half a point is carried over right to the end of the series. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I do feel that Taskmaster does limit itself in not giving incremental points because there are certainly times when I feel that someone is should be awarded like three quarters or half or one quarter of a point. Mm. I do they, think we should. I do think we should uh, cover Taskmaster New Zealand because it's really, really made a name for itself recently. We need to get through the rest of Taskmaster first, Emerson. Yeah, we do. If nothing else, we need to cover Taskmaster USA first because yeah. I've. We'll I probably saw... do that after Champion of Champions because that's yeah. where it would come chronologically. I, I saw a little bit of Taskmaster USA, and its sheer terribleness has occupied some deep corner of my mind. Mm. 
as well, because it's like I watched it and it just wasn't good. Well, and I I I have ideas on how it would be fixed, but it's just not good. And we've and you know we it is half an hour into the episode. We should get moving. No, no, but this is critical. Normally, we're starting the prize task. We're through the prize task. There's a difference. We're running fast today. Well, we've run faster, to be honest. Yes. Yes, like uh, Rob Bucket trying to bring water in a oh, colander. That, we'll talk about that pun in a second, but oh my word. Um, so, uh, I'm taking the next task. Uh, yes. This is the first VT task of the final episode of Series 3. Uh, move the water from bucket A to bucket B without moving the buckets. Um, the following things they've got... Most water moved wins, and you have ten minutes. Ah, uh, yeah. I, d- I don't think they needed to say most water wins. Any- anyone with a-, a brain in their head could work that out. Um, um, this is Taskmaster. If they didn't say that, some people might not get it. Well, this is early Taskmaster. They haven't yet... Uh, mention the things that would sort of like make the tasks uh, boring, so to speak. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, I wrote down the list of things that they had, um, but first I should probably say where they are. They are an athletics track. I think this it's is, it's the same this, athletics track as the microwave task, I believe. This is, I believe, the same the same one from the get to the microwave few steps. Also, the same one where they did the make the duvet while holding hands one from i think season one well the the thing is they they filmed that in two different locations did they yeah um frank and tim uh filmed theirs in the bandstand area or the gazebo area and ramesh roshin and josh filmed theirs that i think a tennis court and Duke's Meadow golf course, which is right next to the Taskmaster house. Uh, so Alex lists uh, all the things they have. Woolly hat, colander, bag of peas and holes, a tray, a string bag, a cellar tape and a coconut. Uh, if you notice a weird cut in the audio, it's because we had to, we did have to cut out uh, some stuff. Maybe. Sorry, my phone started ringing. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we start with, um, Rob Beckett and Paul Chowdhury, who are paired to, uh, up together. Um, what it should be noted is that for Rob, it was so much colder for him when he was filming the task than everyone else. It was genuinely below zero degrees Celsius. Which is, I think, like 25 degrees Fahrenheit. It's fucking freezing out. I can't... Actually, I can sort of remember the last time Britain was that cold, and that might have been this January when it snowed. Um, I can remember the last time it was that cold. It was winter. It's always winter where you are. It always snows where you are. It is. I have been out. They actually, the last couple of years, my local school district has forced, actually, last couple of years, I haven't been to school in six years uh, for, I haven't been to school in six years. I actually had school canceled a couple of times for cold air days because with the wind... No, no, no. With the wind chill, it was below zero Fahrenheit. Well, now with um, online classes and stuff, school can't be cancelled anymore. They'll just oh no, they turns. aren't doing o- they aren't doing online classes out here. Everybody hates that out here. Well, they'll probably do that at my school 
well, I'm not, I'm not at school anymore, but yeah, they probably would do that if there was ever some reason the kids couldn't get in anymore. I'm at university now, but the school I was at before uh, we left for the first lockdown. Yeah. Anyway, um, what Rob does is he tries to use the colander, but it's uh, obviously because it's got holes, it doesn't work. Um, I mentioned before it's so cold that Rob cannot function. He, he genuinely has trouble moving. Yeah, uh, it's very cold. He's also, just to remind everyone, Rob is two weeks out from his wife giving birth to an to a baby. He this he has had ten hours sleep in fourteen days. And mad he is, respect. He is not functioning on any normal level, which also I would like to just note something else. If it is this cold when they were doing this one presumably they filmed the uh the surprise alex task on like the same day or two day period which means that he sprayed alex with a pressure washer in what it was like just above freezing i don't even want to imagine how cold that was i mean the build the snowman task they waited wait a couple days and they might have got some snow or it was like April or something. It must have been a snap frost. Oh yeah, that was that task was actually filmed quite later. If going by the logic of how cold maybe, it, hot it maybe was. it was a snap frost in like April of 2016. I don't know if we'll ever know. Um, so I then what Rob does is he tries to transport some water via colander with the tray underneath to catch it. Uh, Sorry, there's an airplane flying overhead, and I think it's picking up on my microphone. Um, I haven't heard anything. Well, I did, and it sounded a lot louder wearing my headphones and hearing the playback. Um, So Rob finds a small cup that he can use uh, instead, and this actually works. Yeah, he finds some litter on the ground. Reading the task (laughs) explains the task. Gesundheit. Oh, you heard that. Yes. Why doesn't the mute button on my thing work? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm going to see it again. <laughs> heard that one too. Oh, well, they'll probably hear. Well, the fact that you said um, Gesundheit, uh, which is a word we don't say here, uh, indicates that I must have sneezed. And please don't do it again, Emerson. Oh, you don't sneeze. Okay, I was about to say what? What's wrong with Gesundheit? Oh, no, we say bless you if you sneeze. I mean, we say that here, too. I must have picked that up from a relative. I actually don't know which one of my family I picked that one up from. Maybe dad. I don't know. And Anyways, continue. Sorry for the slowdown, folks. Um, we probably won't edit if, that out. If they're here in season, at the end of season three, they know what they got into. Um, okay. Um, so we cut back to the studio and, um, uh, Greg tells Alex that he tenses up when he's cold. And at this point, uh, Greg and Alex are both like holding hands, like, oh yes, I tense up. It's like, oh, I can feel your cold, Greg. I can feel your big cold hands on my tiny little baby sized ones. Um, I'm glad you're here to read the subtext into a scene that I totally breezed over. Well, that's what I've done. Remember when I talked about how? Uh, yes, absolutely. Greg I also describing noticed, actually Dave Gorman's portrait is one of my favorite moments. 
he actually I actually thought of you because he pulled that face later on in the episode or something almost like that face. Well, we've had too many thumbnails of uh, Greg's face uh, this series. Oh, no, I already have this episode's thumbnail oh. from from later in this episode. I, I, I love it. We'll get to that. We shall get to it indeed. Uh, Nick, uh, the nickname uh, The Farty Ice Pop uh, is born uh, because of Rob Beckett, or the FIP is it shortened to, and it's the episode title. Uh, Which... The FIP is probably one of the better jokes Alex made during this because he clearly came up with the acronym on the fly and it just killed everybody else, including Greg, which very rarely happens. I mean, I came up with BDSTM on the fly. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, on the fly acronyms are really funny. They are indeed. Um, maybe that could be an episode title on the fly acronyms. Hmm. Or. On... Hold on. Atf- OTF Atfa Atfa Atfa, 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 Atfa to go well Atfa to go BDS- well BDSTM slash Odfa oh, that's that's it put that in the discord chat that's the title okay what, um, what sorry trade if you hear uni- uh, typing uh, I don't what know trade you- union is that part of because is that like the AFL-CIO or ASLEF or something like that <laughs> uh, maybe it's part of the YTSN pod at gmail.com <laughs> Or their was it was it Otfa or Ofta? On the fly acronym. Okay, there we oh, go. Awesome. I heard the cl- I heard the beep from Discord. Very satisfying indeed. Uh, Paul Chowdhury. Uh, he tries sellotaping the colander's holes and uh, then putting the colander on the tray. Um, doesn't work. Uses the pee bag at a certain angle. It doesn't say this will seems to work. They don't say how much Paul got in. And then he got, he got six point six centimeters no, that, of water. That was Rob. Oh, Paul got four. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they do say it goes by fast, and they don't say it at like the end. They say it at the end of each set of tasks, each set of like VT segments. Okay. But uh, but yeah, Paul also tries to use the hat as a bag. He also not. He also work. tries to call out Rob Beckett for having an advantage. Uh. Quickly for the soundbite. He's got, he's got an unfair advantage, though. It's Rob Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a break, I think. <laughs> that 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 pun that Paul makes just does not go down well at all. I think it's hilarious, but well, I, it is clearly, hilarious. Li- the look on Rob Beckett's face is why it's hilarious. That sort of pun I mean, is only. Ex- it's, it's funny when you're watching the- it at home and you can sort of take into account everything, but in the moment, it's sort of just like... Oh, no, 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 no. It falls flat. Those, those kind of puns are funny because you know it's causing the intended recipient pain. Like, like Rob it's Beckett. It's not funny in a conventional sense. Rob Beckett just looks away from Paul with the utmost content. Yes, that's, that's, that is the key to a bad joke. That is the key, is knowing mm. that you won, because they are furious with you. Anyway, but, uh, um, Sarah Pascoe, uh, she puts the hat on uh, and smashes the coconut. Uh, she tries to... This doesn't work, so she tries to suck the water out with the hose, and she doesn't like it. Um, Alex says a very crucial thing to Sarah. 
Yes? Would you be able to bring that bucket up that end for me? Because it only said I couldn't move it. It didn't say that no one could move it. You've got 20 seconds, Sarah. 20 seconds? Yeah. Oh. I mean, I will say, I'm not going to let anyone touch that bucket. If someone else has moved the bucket, I'm going to be furious. Which will come into play later. Um, Sarah doesn't do amazingly, though. She gets 0.8 centimetres of water. Um, I don't have a lot to say on Sarah. Weirdly, whenever Sarah has been uh, doing a task, I've not really had anything to say about her. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just because Sarah sets about and does the task, and there's no inherent insanity with the task unless until you get to like the end product sometimes yeah. or it's or it's easily or it's the or domino does, rally like, where words the domino rally. put into existence but it's what also i think that on? i also think that whatever it is sarah does is usually like a subtle brand of crazy that is easily overshadowed by somebody else usually paul because they don't normally show her by herself that's part of what it is yeah if a contestant is never shown by themselves, it's normally like that there's not really anything noteworthy about them. Yeah. And if you think about it, Sarah Pascoe is the only person who doesn't win an episode this series. No, she doesn't. Um, Even like think when you think about her don't get me in wrong, context she's a, of... She's a, great, she's a great contestant, but if I had to put her in like... um, I'd actually have to put... Sarah in just like the all right category like I don't feel any very yeah. like if the, if it's like, like a U shape and you imagine at one end is the competitors who are just like who do really well always and it just it's amazing to see them succeed and then you just got like the competitors who do so well who do so badly that it's hilarious at the other apex point for me, Sarah Pascoe is just right at the bottom. She's very, yeah. very neutral. No. She doesn't really... Every time I watch Sarah, I just think, oh, okay, it's not really anything yeah, it, to say Yeah, it is you. kind of like that. I mean, no offense to Sarah Pascoe, but even when you think about like her own, like the defining bits of her in this season, like the Aryan twins joke comes to mind, but... Most Aryan of the Aryan twins twin stuff is carried by Rob. With, which involves her and rob like honestly the one time that you see it and it's like actually like oh this person's a little crazy is the domino rally and that's it which either makes me think that all the tasks that they used for the show are the ones that she did well in and wasn't just insane or she only has very subtle moments of insanity which i'm more willing to believe yeah obviously um, anyways when obviously i was going to say when sarah's been paired up with rob with anything, whether when it's in the team task that comes up after this, whether it's the uh, most special effect or the release Alex, Rob absolutely steals the show in every single one. And Sarah's yeah. just sort of, Sarah's just like sort of, she's very much Rob's, a foil. She, she's the yeah. straight, she's the straight woman, but she's not yeah. like, she's, she she's doesn't, like, in a way, she's a straight woman that doesn't really play yeah. well to the funny people around them. She's yeah. just very, there she's like the she's like the neutral broth in an otherwise flavorful soup if you want to use a food allegory but um that's some food for thought for you but um yeah uh, and she only gets uh 
Oh, we haven't talked about Dave Gorman yet. I was about to say the um, scores for this. Dave but- Gorman uh, uses he tries to use the colander to transport the water. Obviously, it's useless. Well, he so tried he does- to tape it up, and it didn't work. Yeah. Then he uses the hose, which works okay. Um, that's all I really have. Uh, Dave gets. Uh, he did try to run with the colander, and it did not go very well. Oh, that well. was so bad. And Greg, it's... Greg makes fun of him for it. Um, but D- Dave actually doesn't do too bad. He gets seven point eight centimeters, which is the most so far. However, uh, should we talk about this now, or uh, we'll talk about it afterwards because it is not the 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 thing you are referring to is not shown at all during Dave's segment of the vt okay so we'll talk about it uh, after al murray um yeah now if you think so back speaking to... of contestants going by themselves here's al indeed now uh when we talked about sarah pasco i dropped in a soundbite of alex saying something now i'm just gonna play i'm just gonna play the entirety of al's task on the in a soundbite form and you'll see what happens okay I'm not allowed to move the bucket, but you are. No, I'm not, unfortunately, because I don't want to. You don't want to? No, it's too cold. Hang on. <laughs> 40, uh, oh, here we go. Bags I got 115 pounds on me. That'll warm you up. Come on. <laughs> don't run me, I don't want to spin it. Well, no, do run me, we're running out of time. Two and a half minutes. <laughs> Can I have ten pounds now, please? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Al. You like the money, don't you? <laughs> you like some money. Yes. I'd not, I'm not going to go. I Put it next to the other bucket. I'm not going to go any further, Al. Okay. For twenty pounds, can you lift the other bucket up? Can I have the money. Oh, yeah. Hold the bucket. Look at that. That's fantastic. Look at that. Now, I mean, what I do, that, what I that's do like about... the pinnacle of our Murray and Taskmaster. Yeah. Although, what what I think even seals, it, seals the deal for me even better is that he claims to have 115 pounds on him, but only actually gives Alex 80. I don't... I think... I, don't, I think Alex... There's a, maybe there's part of me thinks that Alex just was too humble to take everything even though he No still... no he did he was holding money in front of Alex I think he just like was ca- not carrot offering in front him of, carrot in front of a donkey style Mhm it, it was it's it's really funny and it is Al Murray on Taskmaster is paying for everything and watching Alex do it is just like how low will you stoop Alex he won't stoop low enough to fucking pour the bucket, which I think is the funniest part. But but he doesn't. He do... goes to the next, the step just above, and lift it high enough so Almari can siphon the water in. Which I think is really fun. Is that it's taken us three seasons, but someone knows how to properly siphon. Someone does, because we had multiple instances Frank throughout Skinner this entire and fucking show. Back to the people... empty the bathtub task. Yes. Uh, Frank Skinner and Josh Whittacombe trying to empty the bloody bath. And they're just like sucking the water out. Instead, in the end, what were you thinking? 
Um, in order to siphon, you've got to do it better than that. So what does this bring um, uh, Almar's uh, budget to so far? I don't know. Uh, you had you had that information down. This was eighty pounds this time. So I think he oh, had five hundred and forty pounds at the end of the last episode. This is like almost seven hundred pounds, isn't it? Five hundred forty. This is six twenty. Yeah, six, six. So at this point, he spent six hundred twenty pounds. Alex looks absolutely ashamed of himself. He's got his head in his hands as the VC. Oh no, playing. Alex is Alex is hoping Greg doesn't notice because. But what I do think is really funny is that uh, my note says Alex is castigated because Greg is obviously enjoying this chance to lay in to Alex a little bit. But uh, yeah. they have to he they decide to uh, that this that the money should be donated and Rob Beckett immediately goes in with they should be, we should each get 20 pounds each. And Greg says, don't you want to give it to charity? No. <laughs> so uh, they decide that 60 pounds will be given to charity and 20 pounds will be given to Rob Beckett. Specifically uh, a dolphin charity. No, no, the charity was just dolphins. It didn't <laughs> say, it, it wasn't like, what charity should you give it to? It's like whales, dolphins, dolphins. Yeah, and then uh, he was, but, Alex was thinking, do I go with children or do I go with dolphins? I, I think dolphins. he was trying to say, how do I not pull a Tim? But, uh, but what I think is also really, really interesting is that Al is not penalized because he didn't know that Alex would not would not move it for anybody else. I'm, I'm okay and then, with that. I think I think that's fair. And then Sarah is also given an extra point, which is honestly something that I think is really interesting and they should do more of. Also, I I just want to imagine that Ramesh Ranganathan was sitting on his couch at home watching this episode and flew off his couch into a blinding rage as soon as he saw that <laughs> because it's like, oh, i should have been given a point <laughs> it's like that that's no, exactly like, what he would be doing when if we i want to very quickly robert ranganathan despite winning no episodes in his series uh came uh joined second one point behind josh widdicombe and i think it was him who uh when Josh Widdicombe was on the task, the official Taskmaster podcast, I still hate you, Ed Campbell, and I want to fucking fight you. Um, if we ever get a soundboard, I want that to be a drop, what you just said right there. Oh, that would be so funny. Um, anyway, when Josh Widdicombe was on, he said when it, the scores were revealed, he had 94, and Ramesh right behind on 93. He said that someone, but he didn't name who, although it was pretty obvious, someone said the fucking bean point. The beans. Oh my god. I love mm. that's a great that's a great thing. Anyway, um and then speaking of a uh, penalization, they next show us a um They show a, us a collar visual collage of everyone's Oh, did we mention uh, that Alex had to take one of his shoes and socks off as well? Oh yes, that was Alex's punishment, is that he had to take his shoe and sock off yeah. on his right foot for the entire rest of the episode. Yeah. He's sitting on the table next to Greg. Um yeah, anyway, so they show a collection of uh, everyone's uh, water haul. Uh, Almari oh, has the most with at least 11, 11 centimeters. Then it's Dave then, with 7.8. Robin, uh, 6.6. And then Sarah has 0. 0.8. And Paul has somewhere in between that. Uh, Paul has 4. But then it is revealed that Mr. Dave Gorman has again. Well, 
It's it's Dave. Has. They don't even they don't even need to like get into that at first because they show the pictures and Dave's bucket of water is is not the same color as anybody else's. Yeah, it's very it's a murky. Really disgusting shade of like yellowish brown, and the immediate thought that everybody has is that he pissed into it. And then Dave tries to deflect this by saying that he's a very out of shape man, and so when he was using the hose, he. He was basically vomit. He was basically like dry heaving bile into it from his stomach, which is disgusting. Thankfully, that is not the case. Uh, no, he just as he was finishing, he walked past uh, Bucket B uh, with a mug of what was well, uh, with his coffee, take cup, a cup, pour- cup, tea or coffee, whatever it was, and he pours it into the water. Which this is like the least subtle cheating I've ever seen. In my life, he actually like, although he also claims that he didn't cheat the last time. So that when Greg asked him, did you cheat again? It's like, no, I didn't cheat because I didn't cheat last time. It's like, no, because I didn't cheat last time. But this is like the least subtle attempt at cheating I've ever seen. Mm. It's This is like, like even beyond Tim knocking the plug out. This was of the bathtub in season one. This is just like. How did no you one You can notice? see regret on Tim's face as he does, as he realizes on, what he's done. Well, not yeah, with, this uh, is... regret and frustration. Greg, yeah. no, not Greg, Dave Gorman, straight-faced, walks past the thing, tips the coffee into the bucket. Yeah, which also, um, something else that we should point out is that everybody is saying how difficult it was to use all the nonsense because only Rob had the idea to use litter. Uh, the, Alex does note that they all had to walk to there. They had to walk through a pavilion building at the track and field center that was a three-minute walk away and was loaded to the gills with buckets and other water-carrying devices that nobody thought to get. There's always a there's always a catch with tasks like this. Mm-hmm. The bajo de la meso, this is not. But what I was actually really wondering about is... Um, because in order to get at the very beginning of the task, everyone walks past bucket B to get to bucket A. Yeah. And I really was wondering what would have happened if someone had picked up the bucket and brought it over to the other one. Ooh. Because that because That's it's like one of those th- one of those things where you think about like, I wonder if this is related to this because, you know, it's like how um how Richard Osman last season um actually like inflated the waterbed. The inflated the air mattress and everything and sort of was like, I'm going to go over there and like check out this task. I sort of wonder about that. Like, I if, don't really. <laughs> actually, I also do wonder if anyone's ever successfully completed the task without opening the task. Oh, I, so, I know someone does do this. It's a tiebreaker task next series. Awesome. Because I don't... It's starting to get to the point where I don't remember... Anyway, should we do this? actually, can we do this? I would just also like to point out: um, this is just a personal thing. We are three seasons into a podcast where we discuss in detail the events of the show. My dad asked me last week what was on Taskmaster, and I forgot. <laughs> I for, I could not name a single thing that had gone on in an episode. And, like, had to actually pull up my phone, open up my notes, and start talking about the watermelon task. What? 
I don't remember anything. Like, I actually, no, it wasn't my notes because I don't have watermelon task in my notes. I have them on a piece of paper upstairs. I had to pull up my phone, go onto YouTube, type in Taskmaster, and the watermelon task was the first thing that came up. I don't remember anything about this show anymore. I don't want to get bogged down in this. Uh, Scores. Al 5, Rob 4, Sarah 3, Paul also 3, Dave DQ'd. Um, do you have any objections to this? Do you want to do Taskmaster uh, Joe? No. Okay, no, no Taskmaster uh, Joe. I Was Paul given three points as well? Paul was given three points because he came... He'd come third. Oh, that's right. Sarah got bumped up one. I forgot. My, yeah, yeah. No, I have, I have no objections. And Sarah, to this. Sarah Pascoe was awarded an extra point. Yeah. for Alex. Yeah, uh, going against her. Yeah, yeah, I have no objections to that. Yeah. Uh, moving on to uh, the task two is our last team task of the season. Rip. So um, there. So we. So cut to the rip. The River Thames. I've been you know here. I have seen this. The, that tall uh, b- building with all the boarded up windows uh, behind Rob and Dave. Uh, I have rode past there. And Where in London is it? Is this by the is, Taskmaster house? It's in Chiswick. It's, okay. on the, it's, near, it's in an area between Kew, uh, Brentford, and Chiswick. It's near the National uh, Archives as well, this area. Okay. And... Um... You have one one person on one side of the river, and then uh, either one person or two people on the other side of the river. On the on the side of the river with the boarded up building, you've got Rob Beckett and Dave Gorman, and then on the other side, you've got uh, Paul Chowdhury and Al Murray or Sarah Pascoe. As uh, Greg puts it, uh, three wise two some wise men and Paul Chowdhury, yep. or the Aryan twins. So uh, the the task is. Wearing one of these hands on each of your hands at all times communicates to your teammates the names of these films or TV programs or books. You may not raise your voice. You have 10 minutes. Your time starts when the whistle blows. Um, so Can I say something given... very quickly? Yes. This is my favorite task this series. This is a very fun task. Do you know why I it's do... my favorite? Because, because I the, think... It... The celebrity guest cameo? No. I think it's it's no. I don't think I know. It's my favorite because it is the most doable to do by yourself. I think okay. if you got some a couple people together, and you did something like this, it would be so much fun. I, th- in that vein, I do think the watermelon task would be very fun to do, to do by yourself. Although I've actually had in the back of my head some tasks. If we ever get like celebrity guests on this show i'd love to actually wow. just spring tasks on you and them well and actually when do... you say celebrities do you mean uh people associated with taskmaster or do you mean just like you want no, 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 like, you want people like, like people, donald trump and like um, like people like associated with the show but hugh if jackman. if we could get donald trump or hugh jackman on this show i wouldn't say no uh, but, I can do an I can do a pretty good Trump impression, but I'm not going to do it now. No, but um, because Trump I, impressions are so 2016. They're so they're so they're out of date right now. But yeah. um, but uh, anyways, 
no, I was just saying I would love if we ever do get people from Taskmaster or anything like that on this show, I would like to do an actual task with them. And I've had a couple in my head about that that could be done virtually. That that would be a lot of fun. But um, um, anyways, uh, just to clarify what this game is, um, all th- all the participants are given the giant foam hands that you'll see at um, at sporting events, and they are and the people on the other side of the river are allowed to shout, but the person on the who is giving who is give trying to make them guess are not. So it's basically long distance charades. That, that's exactly what it is. And uh, it's a 500 feet across the river. And the the titles they are given that as I've, far I've as I've some of them. As far as I can get, we've got The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Mad Max, The Bible, 1984. Uh, Batman. Uh, All the single ladies by Beyonce. By Beyonce. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Dave Gorman. Modern Life is Goodish. Cry Me a River and Die Hard. That's. I don't know if there are any other ones. It's that. Well, they said there there's twenty. Twenty. And that is. I don't know. It's not twenty. That's, that's one, sure. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight nine so that's oh that's 10 we have 10 we don't know what the other 10 are but it's you not can't really fit everything in all the time no uh, uh so starting with rob and sarah rob um, doesn't rob, know who his teammate is even he though he doesn't he and can't, it's well, he can't this is he i can't see that far across the river but he, he knows it's a she and there's only one female competitor in his series Maybe they were. Maybe this is like one of the first things filmed. Maybe he didn't know who Sarah was at the point. Yeah, but if you see the later uh, contestant interviews, uh, the con- they the contestants know who's in their series. Hmm. Maybe he just didn't know Sarah personally, and he's like trying to figure this out. But in but in any event, Rob is shouting across these. He tries miming the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And Mad Max and Sarah can't get either. Sarah is also very terrible at this because uh, Rob is this. This goes badly for the Rob Aryan, gets so bad. For the, this goes badly for the Aryan twins because at some point a loud airplane flies overhead because they are on the approach to either Heathrow or London City Airport. I'm not sure where they are in where Chiswick is in relation to the airports, but. A plane goes overhead and it completely drowns out Rob's ability to hear what the guess is. And so he starts yelling and screaming and waving his arms at the airplane, which Sarah interprets as some sort of charade. Uh, he, she had just gives up and starts guessing and shouting names, which include, which she eventually just guesses 1984 by accident. And War and Peace. And War and Peace. We forgot and a passerby War and suggests Peace. Batman. Yes, that is my favorite one. Is Because that's not even shown. Alex just says later, a passerby suggests Batman and is right. So that's really funny. But uh, Still, though, as is the case when, because as we suggest said, Sarah can't really um, she's also hold, gets distracted. hold a lot of attention by herself. 
Yeah, and she also gets really distracted by a dog at one point. Although Rob, Rob definitely, I think, is the more me- Rob doesn't exactly steal the show in this task, but he's definitely got. Rob like- is Rob is definitely more animated here because he is just furious well, he has, that he has to be more understood. animated. He's he he swears a couple times as well. Um, but uh, they get seven out of twenty, mm-hmm. and Sarah gets distracted by a dog. And then on to the wise men and Paul, which I'm just going to say this out front. They get 19 out of 20 correct with and this is not due to Gorman's miming skills. This is because he tries to mime the lion, the witch and the wardrobe and it goes poorly. He ha- nobody has any idea. Paul thinks it's the Jurassic Park, which quite naturally is not the title of the book. So, uh. Gorman just gets up, goes onto the riverbank because there is a photo shoot going on at the edge of the riverbank. And there is a photo shoot with actual celebrity Ben, ben Fogel. Fogel from Country File and many other programs who is just happens to be doing a photo shoot down there. You can tell because the photographer with him is taking pictures of the Taskmaster film crew. And he's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. I can't shout. Can you shout these across to the people on the other bank? And so their entire task is Ben Fogel, noted celebrity. And also like adventurist, shouting out names of books and movies and songs across the across the tents. And the only thing that they don't get correct is, is Dave Gorman's own show. Modern Dave Life Gorman, is Goodish. Modern Life is Goodish, which even Alex doesn't get it right because he calls it Modern Life is Rubbish. It is based on mo- Modern Life is Rubbish is an actual thing. Is it? Modern Life. But, um, but Modern no, Life is get- Rubbish is a 2017 2017- British romantic comedy film. Huh. It's only got 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Though. That sounds rubbish. But anyways, <laughs> uh, it it does... It, it goes very well. It takes them like five minutes to do all 20. Ben Fogle looks just bemused. And but he does notably, it. Notably, they did all get... They did get everyone to sign a release because no one's faces are blurred. Which is the funniest part, because if we've noticed over the couple of seasons, some people get their faces blurred, some people don't. I think because this was a celebrity, there wasn't any point in doing it. Well, no, his film crew, because he he was there for a photo shoot. His photographer's face was not blurred either, and whoever else was with him. They must have all signed it. And also, you know, he's a private private citizen. He's not being accosted for his celebrity. He's being accosted because he's there. So they they probably had him sign a release. That's true. Um, So the scores. uh, The scores. The wise old men and Paul Chowdhury all get five points each, and the Aryan twins get fuck all. Yeah, which I think is really funny that they that they went through all that work and then were upstaged by Ben Fogel being there at the exact right time. Mm. So there's one Ben final... Fogel, if you're listening to this, uh, please do contact us at ytsnpod at gmail.com because we'd love to hear about it from your perspective. We would, Also, yeah. I, I want to note that I went on Ben Fogel's Wikipedia page because I had no idea who he was. And he actually, in his filmography credits on there, he's listed as a cameo role on Taskmaster. <laughs> 
on Wikipedia. Damn it. I mean He's been he's on the show for literally twenty seconds. But it that's that's really good. Anyways, on to task three. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you this one. This is the final VT task of the series. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I do like this last task. I think it's a nice, simple end to the pre-recorded tasks. Yeah, it is a very nice one. They even went a little bit more with the uh, production budget because yeah. they used the little RC car. Do something that looks brilliant when sped up or slowed down, and the task is delivered by a remote control car doing a couple stunts. In high in slow motion. Yeah. If I can just say one thing about this before we uh, go any further, I am a little annoyed that they didn't have proper slow motion in this because all of the slow motion scenes are done by just slowing down the film. With so not the film, the the actual like video file that's done in post. And you think they little- do something more along the lines of the slow mo guys? Yeah, I was hoping they would do something like that because they those look incredible. Well, you, like, and you, you throw a golf ball against a wall and it just bounces yeah, because, off. But then you slow it down and the the ball moves as though it's just made of it's like a water balloon. Yeah, because well the thing is that the slow-mo guys shoot at several hundred thousand frames per second, which is what you need to do to get that particular level of slow motion. Smooth slow motion. If uh, if you shoot with a standard film cam- a standard movie camera, which is what they're doing here, the, it shoots at in the in Europe. It's going to shoot at twenty five or fifty frames a second, and if you slow that down in post production, which is what they did, or or even doesn't look amazing. slow motion, it doesn't because what it's trying to do is it's slowing down each frame. But if they're shooting at twenty five frames per second. There's only 25 pictures, and the and whatever is going on is going on in between each frame. So you're not getting as much uh, as much detail. So it looks kind of weird. And I just kind like um, when you get your new iPhone, Emerson, it will have a slow mo feature where it will shoot at a higher frame rate than it would be if it's on a. I mean, I'm not sure if normal. I'll be doing any slow mo filming anytime soon, but oh well. Oh no, but it's. But it's it's there. It's there. They, it's they there roll this if you out with like, if they rolled this out with like the the iPhone six or the five, but it's it's a higher frame rate that you can do. And they ob Taskmaster very obviously did not bother to rent one of these for the day, which I think would have been a cool way to do it is to rent the camera. Because I know there are there are YouTube channels that Al Murray have could've... done that. Almari could have spent the money towards put his money that he spent here towards a slow mo camera instead of what he actually did. I think slow mo camera rentals are a bit more than all he spent in the entire show. I mean, because they are highly advanced pieces of technology. Well, anyway, we'll get to Almari in a second. Finally, we can. Yeah, talk I'm about sorry. This was photography corner with Joe. Yeah, my bad. I know how much you love photography. I. I I'm very. I've gotten very good at it. You take. You love I, taking pictures of trains. I do. I look into my camera nowadays, and I'm shocked at how good it is because it's only been like a year and a half. And I'm like, excuse me, when did this happen? Actually, I'm looking at a calendar from a local railroad company right now, and I like looking at it because my pic- One of my pictures is in it. 
we finally got into the September page of the calendar, and my picture is in it. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, can we talk Dave Gorman first? Yes, we can. So Dave puts a a lot of glitter in a balloon, and then he puts the balloon in his mouth, and he just tries to... blows it all up in one go. Yeah. So then it bursts and the glitter goes everywhere. And Dave is now wearing uh, sunglasses. Yeah, that was that was a very nice Unless thing. Unless there was, was a probably stop- a cut in it, which there probably I was. I think probably what he did is he just held the balloon inflated in front of his face and someone came up behind him and dropped them on. You could tell this was a little bit more stop motion than it was slow-mo, but the effect mm. is still good. And the the look of the exploding balloon with the glitter... And the sunglasses is very like you know, music video, yeah. and I like it. And it's very fifth, uh, old man in his fifties. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a little. Uh, I think it's better than that. I it does, it does look old like man in his forties. I think it's something that you would see be done in a modern pop music video. You talk like an old man. I am an. I feel like an old man when I talk about things sometimes, but I don't care. <coughs> I don't. Uh, Sarah yeah. Pasco. Um, I like this. Uh, Sarah uh, makes pieces to build a robot uh, costume, and she assembles the robot, and then all of a sudden she is dancing with the robot, and it's very nice. It it is it is. It's okay. Mm. It's like Again, um, it's 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 very stop motiony, which actually yeah. Rob Beckett agrees with me because Rob Beckett did think that this was very they, stop motiony. Rob Beckett, because he actually asked Sarah when he saw it, was there someone in the robot suit? Because he thought they might have done it like Wallace and Gromit, where it was just a like a claymation sort of thing, and it's like it would have taken them a month to film that that in that way. Have you seen the South Park episode uh or Samo where Cartman pretends to be uh Butters' robot best friend? I have not watched an episode of South Park in my life and I feel as though I am better off for that. Well, it's in typical South Park fashion it goes south very quick. Is that why it's called South Park? No, it's called South Park because the original creator... South Park, Utah is a real place. It's not set in Utah, though. Colorado. Yeah. Colorado. It's, I'm sorry. I meant Colorado. It, that's an actual city. Okay. They, they're from there. I was just thinking, could, could it be south, called South Park because everything goes... No. ...really dodgy business? Also, going things going south is not a common phrase in the United States, or at least it's, ha- it's not anymore. But it's it's actually because South Park, Colorado is a real town. They they actually um on a brief South Park tangent because I do know some stuff about this. The creators of the show actually are from the Colorado and Utah area, and they make Matt Stone and Trey refer- Parker. They make a lot of references to local places in there, like that one Mexican restaurant, Casa Bonita. Yeah, that's a real place. They bought, tra- the South Park guys bought Casa Bonita. They're trying to. I didn't I don't know if they actually managed to yet because the company that owns it is might have was the last article I read said they're they're proving hard to sell. They don't want to sell it for some Can reason. Can I try and do a but, Cartman impression? I mean, I'm not going to be able to judge any accuracy of it. 
if you just if you just put a sensor bleep over whatever you said, that'll be the most accurate Cartman impression. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Screw you, guy. I'm going home. <laughs> now, Google, after we've done this, Google Cartman, screw you guys, I'm going home. Uh, yeah, the audience does that. I don't... The aud- But um, anyways, yes. Uh, also, so nice segue with South Park and stop yeah. motion, because that's what um, sailors look like. Al Murray, uh, the dong my and entire- his gong returns... My entire notes for Al's thing says gong. The do- the gong the dong he's, the dong and he's his gong, gong return. Mad. I like what Paul said. He's gong mad. Yeah, that was one of the more okay Paul Chowdhury puns. Uh, the then, wig falls off as well. And yes, this is done. Look as though he shat t- his pants. This is entirely done in slow mo. He hits the gong, and then it comes up and says this. A taskmaster is presented in Murray vision, and this image right here is my favorite thing from the entire season I've seen. Is so that why you want the thumbnail to be? Yes, because it's just so. I don't know why it's like the presented in Murray vision, but it's so funny. It's so absurdly funny. Uh. It, also, I, you I've can see no in words. that screenshot I took that uh, that it does say the FIP with no uh, punctuation marks. I, I had to close Discord for a second, oh. but now, but uh, but lots yeah, of it's, typing, lots of typing, and then uh, and then yeah, no, I I love that that whole image and the the Al, wig Al Murray does look hilarious. like a ten a five year old who's just shat himself though. I a little bit, yeah. And then Greg makes the same face Al does, like the next scene and the next time they cut to him, and they, they he does look like when he was making fun of uh, when he was imitating Dave's thing, which it's all it's all great. Sorry, I'm just responding to and another then, friend on Discord. Okay, well you do that. Um, Paul, Paul Chowdhury actually has a really creative yeah. one. He does both. I'm back. I'm back. So Paul. I'm, you're probably have to explain to me how he does this. It's not like it's not that I don't know, but it's not that I can't quite wrap my head around it. So what Paul does is he kicks a football up in the air. The football slows down, and then Paul Chowdhury runs laps around the house, or I think he does. Um, because he does, but he does to, it in, in fast motion. Yeah, but I didn't. I'm not. I don't think so, there's a gap between the house and the garage. Uh, because Paul Chowdhury emerges from in between the two. There probably is, or it doesn't, or maybe he, or maybe they just edited it creatively. What what they did was they probably shot what's known as a plate, which is like a still video of the house, and then shot videos of the ball going into the air, and then and then with, with and then another one of Paul running around the house. And then what they did is they edited the the footage of the ball so that it was going slowly, and the footage of Paul so he was going quickly. And because they're all taken from the same locked off camera angle, they can just superimpose all three on top of each other. Okay. And cut out like they can cut out anything that's not the ball in one clip, anything that's not Paul in the other one. And because it's the same thing, and they probably shot it within five minutes of each other, the lighting's the same. So it was the ninth one, take, apparently. It's oh, I'm no, that was again. that was 
Paul kicking the ball at the beginning, the running around and the <laughs> ball going in the air were probably uh, the same thing. Kazunheit, your your thing didn't work. Uh-huh. Your muting didn't work. But uh, so yeah, no, it's around. it's a very it's a very simple video editing trick to do when you have a stationary camera and a and a the same lighting conditions. It's a good way to tell if a TV show or is being lazy about its special effects is is if the camera stops moving while there's a vit while there's a while there's a visual effect going on if the camera starts moving and it's like and it's not just like obviously like zooming in or panning across a still plate if the camera's like shaky cam or something then you know they put effort into it okay that's why for all that we all like to hate the Michael Bay Transformer movies, their visual effects were excellent because they merged real life stunts with the robots and everything seamlessly. Let's, the plot was all the the movie itself was not great as a film, but the special I can't effects think of a were single amazing. good Michael Bay movie. Uh, I've heard Pain and Gain is really good. Uh, I saw the but, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one, and that was but, whack as hell. I'm not going to fault Michael Bay because, you know, he you're not going into it expecting Citizen Kane. Let's let's not talk Michael Bay anymore. We've got to get this done. Yes. Yes, uh, we do. Finally, we've got little naughty boy Rob Beckett. He comes out in a boiler suit and goggles and he's screaming just, and wielding a cricket bat. And he just in in order destroys peas, a melon and some a bag of flour. Yeah, I just want to Which, play this clip because it'll pretty much tell the story for itself. Yeah. Come So the scores are... And just before that, that scene is exactly why I was really annoyed that they didn't actually like rent an actual high-speed camera. Because if that had been done at full high-speed, whatever the frame rate it is for a high-speed camera, it would have looked incredible. The slow-mo guys make a living off of that. Oh, I think it should be noted... Um... The cricket bat had a GoPro strapped to it, but they didn't use any footage from it. I don't want to imagine what trying to slow down a GoPro footage from that would look like because it'd probably be awful. Thing, it would be terrible. It would be like interlaced and dark. Can and I interrupt? Shaky. Yes. It is now currently September where I am. Hey! It is. We have less than. F- we have four months left of 2021. How weird is that? Time continues to march forward at an unrelenting pace. Anyway, and the scores. Just like this podcast. The scores, very quickly. 
Rob and Sarah both get five. Dave and Paul both get three, and Al gets two. Should I do Taskmaster Joe? Yes, you should. Okay, insert jingle here. Taskmaster Joe. In last place, I'm going to put Sarah's. I really, I really didn't like hers in the same way that everything else was. Hers was much more of like a time lapse, and then it went into the to the dancing with the robot, and it was just kind of like meh. It, none of these were bad. Let me just preface this. None of these were bad. So it's really... I'm, I'm nitpicking on much more, like, foundational elements than I would be normally because none of them are bad. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give Paul and Dave... Uh, also, Sarah's, Sarah's in fourth place, not last, because I'm not giving anyone last place. Like uh, Paul and Dave. Paul and Dave, I'm giving a joint third. Same as before? Because because uh they both have a very similar like slow-mo aesthetic going on mm-hmm. but i didn't part i wasn't particularly like enchanted by them rob second place if it had been done with full slow-mo it would have been first and then al murray wins because pre- taskmaster is presented in murray vision i don't know why but i i just i love that it's great the, that whole thing and the gong is back. It's amazing. I love that. that. That's that's the obvious winner. And then we move on to the most <sighs> five donuts on a stick. You have some so, choice words about this toss, don't you? I do. So we're going to read what is uh, one of the worst tasks readouts I've ever heard. Because, okay, so, and I had to go back to this three times. Dave Gorman is actually going what as they read through this and then you're going to play as soon as I finish talking I want you to play the sound bite of Alex explaining the task after it had been read out okay read uh, it out place one or more donuts on your stick because there are donuts on a stick and they're inside a box you have 100 seconds after which the person with the lowest unique whole number of donuts on their stick wins. In the event of there being no unique numbers, the task shall be replayed until there is a winner. Soundbite? So you're all going to put donuts on your stick. There are five at the moment. Uh, can we, yeah, can yeah. we take them off or put them on? At the end of the 100 seconds, you're going to lift up your box. We'll see how many donuts you put on your stick. Whoever's got the lowest unique number of donuts wins. For example, if you three put two, Rob puts one. You put three, Rob's one. It's the lowest unique number. I need to make sure you definitely all understand, though. Paul. I feel like a bit of a donut up here. (laughs) (laughs) This task is, from a perspective of having to talk about it after the fact on a podcast, utter fucking horse shit. How am I supposed to explain this to anyone? It is literally a guessing game where they're using opaque boxes. There is nothing for me to see to describe to the audience. They put them in a box. They have they play around with this. It's intentional misdirection because they're all trying to to mind game everybody else. Nothing matters in this because there is no point because it's like the first time they pull them out and it's like half the Dave Paul Dave Al and I think Paul, but it doesn't really matter, uh, all do the same 
thing for the first one. They have one donut. And then Sarah and Rob have something different. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in any of this, even though there are so there's so much on the line because every what Alex has been saying throughout the entire episode is that they are really close on points for the series winner. And in spite of this, this task is just bullshit. This task is literally just like mind gaming your opponents into into this. And I cannot tell the audience about this because like for, for all you need to imagine, audience, in case I haven't made this clear. There are five boxes on the stage. Inside the box are donuts on a stick. Five of them. They have to put the donuts on a stick in such a way that no one else has done the same thing. I, You don't see what's happening until they are pulled out. It is bullshit to explain. It's bullshit for, for when they read the task, because they obviously don't get it. Greg doesn't fully get the task either. And it seems like Alex probably wrote this one and thought and it's because it's like ah when they do it it'll be fun and tense he and then it's like wait it because it's it, he too didn't convoluted. rush it he didn't rush it but he also spent way because he actually spent way too much time on this this is the task that you think is like ah this will be an interesting one i can engage a mind game with them and then in and then you do it on the day and it's like wait a minute I understand this because I've been thinking about it for six days. These are comedians. They have the collective IQ of a watermelon. What am I going to do? And it's like Paul Chowdhury even says, I feel like a right donut up here because no one understands it. Dave Gorman, when they're reading out the task, because Al's reading the task, is going like, what the hell is he talking about in the background? It's amazing. It's I terrible. should say... This is like the worst one from a perspective of having to read it to the audience, to, to someone this, who's not watching it. And it's purely... It's basically just a game of chance as well. It is a game of... I mean, that, there's nothing wrong with a game of chance and luck. In it, that's the thing. This 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 task is actually fine. There's nothing inherently wrong with it, except that I don't know how to tell anyone about it with words, and we can't play the soundbite because there's nothing t- because they don't say anything. It's too there's, visual based. It's an it's a visual gag that you're, and I can't do anything with this because this is a podcast. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Nothing. Calm down. Calm down. Rob wins. Rob wins. Rob wins, Alex but I think still he, shoeless. He doesn't. He can't. He doesn't know how he won. So in in a sense, it's a rather. I think it would be a rather hollow victory for him. Well, no. Rob won this task. Yeah, he won the he task, had... and he also won the episode and the season. Yes. Rob Beckett finishes the episode on 17 points with Al on 16, Dave on 13, Paul on 12, and Sarah on 9, which means that the series scores, Paul finishes in last with 66, Sarah is on 4th with 72, Al Murray 3rd on 80, Dave Gorman just ahead on 81, Rob Beckett pulls ahead on 87. And then we do get, and then we get the trophy being presented to Rob. And I don't think this has really been sh- showcased before. Rob Beckett is a full head shorter than Greg Davies. It's hilarious watching them stand next Are to they, each other. Is, when, Ro- is Rob Beckett the same height as Josh Whitaker? 
maybe even a little shorter. This is like, actually, there was a scene in Mock the Week, and I it I believe it was scenes from a scenes. It was scenes we'd like to see. It was like rejected scenes from a fantasy novel. And it basically was, can that giant, and Rob was doing it. It was either Rob or Russell Howard. And it was, can that giant man pick me up? And Greg comes from out of, out of shot and lifts Rob into the air. And it's like, and that's the entire joke, because the size disparity between them is enormous. I, I, I've just got no comment. I've got it's, genuinely it's, nothing to say. It's hilarious how how differently sized they are, but also because Greg and Rob are both blondes. They look like if we're talking about the Aryan twins, the disturbing Aryan twins. There's the disturbing Aryan father to go with the tr- the trio to complete the trio. Wow, it's it's funny. It's funny. Even though they're like almost the same age, Greg looks much older than Rob. Well, there's an age gap of about 18 years between the two. Oh my god, is there really? I didn't realize Greg, Greg was Greg's that much in older. His, Greg's in his mid-50s, Rob's in his mid-30s. God, I hadn't realized that. Then maybe it really could be the disturbing Aryan father. But uh, I think we should yeah. bring this to a close. Yeah, that's Ladies pretty and gentlemen, much it. That is series three. Um, of of Taskmaster. What uh, happens now, come, I don't know. Uh, we're going to come back either this week or next, um, and we're going to have a season wrap-up episode, because we didn't have one for season two. Yeah, we'll do a combined a short one, one, I think. And we're going to have on, uh, I know at least one person wants to be on to like ha- give their opinion on the show. Um, if you would like to, and keep in mind, this is a time-limited thing, because it is going to be like either the it it's not gonna it's gonna be sometime probably the middle of next week or the week after we're gonna film this and we'll, we'll see uh, if i've got time because i might be pretty it might busy be, it might be next month because i have things mm. going on throughout yeah. most of this sometime a, in the next few weeks we will sometime have a, in september yeah we will we will be recording a have your say episode that's also the end of season wrap up so if yeah. you have any questions comments concerns thoughts or you'd like to be on this and give them in mm. person uh leave them in a youtube comment email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com or reach out message to either us of us on instagram on inst- message us on instagram or you can message the ytsn podcast instagram that we have that i definitely haven't done anything with since the end of season one god that 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 thing's dead in the water i i i still get Mm. annoyed by it because instagram's telling me to follow people that i presumably know that are presumably you follow that i don't care about and then uh we have a twitter account still which would i don't really use the twitter i'm afraid but if if you want to i i would not recommend that but Email. I I definitely will respond on the Instagram. I'll respond on my own Instagram. But if you do reach out to me on Instagram, please, for the love of God, tell me who you are and why you're contacting me because I will not understand who you are otherwise. Uh, do the same for Emerson. If you want to, if you want the best chance of reaching out to us, do it at ytsnpod at gmail or in the YouTube comments of any video we've done in the last two seasons because i 
I get those notifications and I see them and I will respond to you in whatever way. Or if you're one of or if you're in one of the Discord channels that I post these in, because I do post these in several Discord servers, uh, you will know what my Discord is and you can respond to me in person. Or you can reach out to one of us on Reddit because we're going to post the we post these episodes in the uh, r slash Taskmaster Reddit, even though they downvote them immediately. Uh, you can reach out to us there. Uh, there are plenty of ways to get in contact mm. with us. If it's not one of the official channel accounts, please tell us who you are can and why a, you're contacting us. Can I say a couple of but, things? Yeah. That, um, yes. Just before. Um, so obviously the podcast was my idea. I remember pitching it, pitching it back in um summer of last year and i honestly thought we wouldn't get more than an episode and here we are finishing our third series um i'm really this is the first project that i've properly committed to for over 5 months that we've been doing this yeah this is the first this is the first thing that i've done uh, with another person that's like ever and I'm amazed, and I'm glad that it yeah. keeps going this long. Well, we we will definitely be coming back for series four. Not exactly sure when it'll be though. It won't come before the Have Your Say episode though. Yeah, no, we're do, we're going to do the Have Your Say because yeah. I know you're moving into university. Back, my but, moving uh, back back into my university city uh, on Sunday of this month. And okay. If I can make time next week. I could possibly squeeze it in week after I most likely won't be able to squeeze in an episode at all. Um, yeah, we will. Oh yeah. Don't worry. September is very busy for me. There's a big board gaming convention in Indianapolis that I will be going to. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, for those of you who play board games, Gen Con is coming up. I'm going if you are one of the like 17 people who listen to this regularly and are going to Gen Con, message us. I'll say hi to you. I'll I'll say hi to you because I will be there. I will be there. Uh, the bottom line. For those of mm-hmm. uh, the bottom line before we draw this to a close. Uh, don't expect a lot of us from us in the month of September. Uh, expect one more episode. Yeah, uh, because we need a rest. We've put a lot. We've done about. 12 weeks worth uh, of work i've done all the editing especially for the last few weeks where i've had only a day to edit it i feel like i just need uh, to step back yeah and if you'll note the if you're watching this on youtube uh bless you please please leave comments um you'll notice that the quality in the editing of the youtube videos has gone from something to non-existent that's because i don't have a lot of time to do that so we're making this work we're making this work Thank you so yeah. much for listening. We're going to draw this season to a close yeah. as soon as I can find the tab where I have Zencaster open. Okay. Well. Right. Uh, I found I've been it. Emerson. And I've been Joe. This has been season three. We will Thank see you, so you much all for listening. very, very soon. Bye. Bye.